This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed. I'm Stephen Gillespie, one of the co-hosts of the Draft Sicko Shows and staff writer for NoCeilingsNBA.com. It's 100% free. You should go check it out. I'm without my co-host, but I have a great show lined up for everybody watching on YouTube. You can already see it. But for those listening, I have a very special guest. He is six foot seven, 195 pound freshman from Bristol, Virginia. He is a New York State federal champion with Long Island Lutheran, and it was a member of the Team Mellow EYBL program. And now he is a member of the reigning champions in college basketball, the UConn Huskies, Jaden Ross. Jaden, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, man, I can't complain. Life's good. You know, just uh, spending time with family, uh, watching basketball. Nothing else better in life, right, man? So uh, I'm I'm living good, man. That's awesome. Yes, sir. All right. So I understand that you recently just uh, participated in first night for UConn. So I've never been to that. So I'm kind of curious, man. And I'm sure some of the listeners and uh, readers might not be familiar with that program as well. But what's that like, man, being a freshman? You're going and experiencing kind of like what the UConn faithful is like. How was that for you? Man, it was a, it was an amazing first experience. Um, just being able to go through something like that for the first time, you know, being a part of something that you, you like, it kind of starts to hit you for a little bit. Like this is, this is like something really big you're a part of. So um, even just walking through the arena, seeing the, the stands fill up, and just just going out and having fun in front of all the, the all those all those people is just it's amazing. There's nothing like it. I heard you put up some nasty dunks. Is that rumor? Is that rumor true? Um. So we we're supposed to have a little dunk contest. You're talking about that. Okay. I, I've been practicing a few dunks. I got a little dunk package. I was I was putting together. But um, like a week before we found out they weren't doing a dunk contest. So and then the day before they're like, we're just gonna do like a dunk showcase. So I went out. Just did one dunk. It was me versus one of my other teammates. Um, I did one dunk. He did one dunk, and then they did like a uh, a little vote at the end. Um, I think I won. I don't really remember. It wasn't too organized though, but it it was fun for sure. The other thing I participated in was the uh, the three point contest. So that and the other thing was it was fun for sure. That sounds like a good time, man. I'm sure. I'm sure you showed out. You're being a little bit modest, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> All right, so Jaden, I've I've watched a lot of film on you uh, in preparation for the season. I'm a big fan already, man. And when I see where some of these other like reputable basketball outlets have had you rank, things like that, I think I kind of know why that's the case. But I, I want to kind of let you speak on that a little bit. Now, 
from what I understand, you were at about five foot eight to start your like your your basketball, your high school basketball career. Is that true? Yeah. High school. And then yeah. you and then you grew up to six foot seven, right? So I imagine the recruitment process from when you were five foot eight to six foot seven was night and day difference. Am I right? Oh, for sure. So what's it what's it like, man, growing like obviously you're you're getting the attention and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But what's it like being a basketball player starting out at one height and then like your body is changing as you're playing basketball? Was that was there like any hard adjustments or anything like that when you're kind of hitting these these growth spurts? Well, the first thing I'd say is it was kind of something we'd all been waiting for. You know, my both my parents are (laughs) Both my parents are pretty tall, seventh to eighth grade. I had, you know, enormously sized feet for some reason. So I was just waiting, waiting for the little growth spurt. So, um, you know, just starting off middle school, high school career, being a, a guard, I feel like that helped translate my game a lot because, you know, you're training all that time. I have, you know, in my opinion, one of the best trainers, um, he's just training me to be a guard. So um, beginning of my high school career, um, I start off point guard, shooting guard, you know, handling the ball, can shoot it. And then all of a sudden, my ninth grade year is over. It's cut, well, it wasn't cut short. COVID hit. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just throughout all of COVID, I think COVID was a bit of a blessing in a way because I got the opportunity right when COVID hit is when I started to grow. So I went from about 5'10 at that point to probably around 6'4, 6'5. And then I've grown two, three inches since then. So during that time, during COVID, you know, just staying in shape, working on my game every single day. Um, You know, obviously we weren't playing too much, but um, just being able to use that time to adjust to my growth and, um, you know, try and maintain everything that I had as a smaller player and use that to my advantage as a bigger player um, allows my game to be very versatile. Um, So... I think that the growth spurt has just helped me in so many different ways and, and the recruiting. Um, ninth grade, I wasn't really looking at, I was really, I wasn't getting looked at too much. Um, tenth grade hit, we didn't play again. I didn't play AAU that year, but we had one game and I think I had like 18 points. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a, a closed game. At, I went to St. James at the time. So it was a closed mm-hmm. game. We played, we, I don't think we won, but I played all right for our first game in, you know, like a year or so. And um, I think I had like 20 points. And my coach, uh, Coach Breslin at the time, he sent out some film and that that sparked some interest. And then I went to AU and, and it just started to pick up from there. That's interesting stuff. And I, I think that people have quickly kind of forgotten like the impact of COVID too. You know, because for a while, like everything was shut down. And once we've been starting to kind of like go out and to try to like establish this new normal, I think people still kind of underestimate the impact that COVID had, not just in the immediacy of it, but like kind of like the chronic outcome of it as well. Right. Because during this time, we're all trying to figure out what to do with our lives. And then we start getting these sports back and we just go back to watching it like normal. But meantime, prospects like yourself you're growing, you're adapting to your game, things like that. Was it kind of like, in my head, I'm picturing it like you were essentially cryogenically frozen until you were able to play basketball again. And then you're out in front of everybody. And then people were probably like, who's this six foot seven 
you know, ball handling, sweet shooting wing uh, all of a sudden. Is that essentially kind of like what happened? Um, yeah, basically. So as I, as I mentioned a little bit, um, you know, just, just being able to use that time to not only um, try and keep up with my body and, and maintain my game, I also use that time to grow and make my mm. shot more consistent and work on my ball handling a little more. And, um, you know, even to this day, I'm, I'm not too satisfied with it, but my strength, my weight, um, that, that time I got during that time period, um, I think was essential for, for my career, for sure. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So let's back up a little bit. So from what I understand uh, from conversations that I've had, you've kind of come from an athletic family, you know, people with, you know, kind of a sports background. I think that that's important and people talk about it a little bit, but I'm curious if you might be able to share that kind of like family history of sports. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think starting from the beginning, you know, the first thing I know of my grandfather, he played football, um, went to Grammy State on a scholarship, and then he actually played in the NFL with the Eagles for a few years. Um, obviously, my dad, 6'4", he played basketball, football, baseball, all those sports, and he was pretty good at all of them and um, ended up uh, accepting a scholarship to Rutgers for football, and he played there for his career. Um, my mom, she she played volleyball and basketball in high school. She was good at both. She had scholarships for both. Um, I think she won a state championship in high school, and then she also went to Rutgers to go play volleyball. So, and she's about six one, pretty pretty athletic back in her time. So, um, I definitely have uh, good genes for sure. Absolutely, that's the, that's interesting, and I think that's something that people kind of like to know about prospects, like when they're coming in. You know, what's that? What's the DNA, right? Like the saying, you can't run away from the DNA. So it's pretty interesting to hear that your family lineage is just like rooted in sports. So just only it makes sense that you just kind of have like this natural aptitude for the game of basketball. So yeah, I want to kind of ask you uh, a little bit, you know, uh, favorite teams, favorite players growing up, like any sort of inspirations in the game of basketball. Um, my immediately, my immediate thought is, uh, um, my close family, um, I'm pretty close family with, um, J.R. Smith and his family. So knowing that growing up, just watching him, that definitely inspired me to uh, play basketball for sure. Just watching his game, especially at the Knicks, the Nuggets, you know, those teams. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I remember my first ever NBA game was a Wizards game back in like second grade. And ever since then, and as you as you already mentioned, I was I was smaller then. I was a guard. I didn't I didn't know how much I was going to grow. So one of my favorite players growing up that I tried to um, you just learn from and imitate was uh, John Wall. And, uh, and Bradley Beal and those players. So I watched them basically throughout, you know, growing up, growing up uh, throughout elementary school and middle school and just watching them. They were definitely uh, my favorite team to watch. That's fun stuff. It makes me feel a little bit old that that's the, that those are the players you grew up. See, when I, I grew up <laughs> watching the Wizards, I started falling in love with players like Gilbert Arenas, Karan Butler, Deshaun Stevenson, uh, you know, Eton Thomas, that that whole crew there. Um, but yeah, I mean, basketball is something that I feel like you know, it's like most things, right? Like when you fall in love with it at a certain age, it's something that you're gonna have an interest in your whole life. That's why I like breaking down the draft and, and talking to prospects such as yourself. But in doing uh research for this piece, one one thing that I think that you've kind of referenced historically, Jaden, is that you had a an incredible uh peach jam moment, right? That kind of like really had people 
take notice of you. I was watching an interview that you did for 24 seven. And that was one of the things that you, that you mentioned was that I was at peach jam and I had a good run. And then Adam Finkelstein said, yeah, I remember I was there. So can you kind of talk about what that experience was like? What's, what's the, uh, the importance of a peach jam event and doing and performing so well at it? Um, yeah. So just kind of starting from the beginning, uh, this was my 10th grade going into 11th grade year. I just came off that, you know, that kind of COVID year. And then we played the one game and now I get to play in, in front of these coaches that have, you know, I've sparked an interest in. Um, it's my first time playing EYBL, you know, something every middle schooler and and, and young basketball player dreams of playing in. Um, just seeing the, the, the kind of environment they play in every single game, all the college coaches, all the people there, all the support um, is amazing. So um, just going into those events um, with the confidence that you can even play with all those great players is 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 essential, um, especially playing in front of all those coaches. Um, I had a great team around me, um, Coach Zito, Coach Hetzel, the whole staff, um, Coach Sam. Um, they invited me to Team Mello, um, and it was just I had an amazing experience playing with, you know, they ended up some being some of the some of my best friends, like some people that mm. I will never lose that relationship with. So being able to play with them um, and, and, and allowing people to, you know, really see my game for the first time coming out of COVID with them. Um, was an amazing experience and just being able to showcase what I've been working on throughout COVID. Um, you know, it felt like all my work had finally started to pay off. So it was a great feeling. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you got that increased level of interest after that event. You talked about playing in front of some of these coaches. Now, you had some pretty strong universities offer you scholarships, several of which from what I've you know been able to research that you that you visited. But ultimately, you obviously committed to UConn um, and when I've heard you speak of this commitment is that one thing that you reference is that it just kind of, kind of felt right. Could you share why you kind of experienced that feeling? Was it, you know, just the, the environment, like the aesthetics of the university, the people you met, could you kind of like dig a little deeper in on that? Yeah. So it just kind of started to fall in line from the beginning. Um, a lot of people don't really know this, but um that one of our first one of our tournaments before PCM actually it was a live period we were playing in Atlantic City and uh coach Hurley was there and I think he was leaving like a 17U game and he had stumbled over to our court um he has a bit of a connection with coach Sam one of the coaches at team Mello and um he was watching our game and and I guess I I, I sparked a little bit of interest in him as well um and he had he had notified that to my coach and he had let me know and so since then, I kind of knew. And, and that's one of the cool things I wanted to touch on is, you know, a lot of universities that are in recruiting, you know, it's a lot of the time it's the assistant coach. And and, you know, that's not an issue, but it's it's a it's a bit of a different feel, a bit of a different connection, especially when it's the head coach. So the head coach, Coach Hurley himself, you know, he kind of led the recruitment for me, which kind of connected with me a little bit more than the um, than the the other schools. And, you know, UConn being a big program, it's one of those programs you watch since you're a kid. You know, I've watched yeah. UConn since I was like seven. So, you know, it's definitely a dream school for me, for sure. Um, I have a lot of family up here that went to the school. And then the visit, the visit I came on was just, it was, it was amazing. Like, you can't really describe it too much. They did a great job recruiting me and, and, and the rest of my class as well. So, um the academic piece was there. They produced a lot of NBA players, and obviously that's the end goal. They have a winning culture. You know, it all just fits. 
It makes a lot of sense to me, man. So you, you're committing to UConn, and then uh, it felt in in my ramp up. Obviously, it just kind of felt immediate, right? Like you you go to UConn, and then it's like, hey, mom and dad, we're gonna go play overseas against a, a couple of teams, right? And obviously, you were fortunate enough to to go along and, and do really well. First off, what's it like going over to Europe? You know, you're you're leaving high school, you're committing, you're making a major life decision. And next thing you know, you're showing out in front of people in a country that, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to before. Right. But can you share what that experience was like? Yeah, when I've never left the country before, so it it was an amazing experience for sure. It just kind of touches on the fact that, you know, basketball or sport, it it can bring you so many different places um, when you work at it. So going over there for the first time and just being able to spend that time with with my new teammates and um, playing over there. You know, it's a whole different feel over there. It was an amazing experience. We weren't only playing basketball, but we were connecting off the court, doing a bunch of other activities, and then um, getting to play with them for the first time against other competition outside of ourselves was um, was fun. Was fun too as well. So just being able to learn the system that we playing a little bit more while while being overseas and, and having fun was 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 dope for sure. Can you give me one fun moment that y'all had while y'all were over there? Off the you want off the court? Um, Either one. Either one. There was a there was a lot. There's a lot that we did. <laughs> um, so we, we were in Barcelona and and we had toured a few different places. We had actually went to a Barcelona soccer game, which was which was cool. Just being that's able to awesome. experience that and seeing what that's like over there. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. It was a preseason game too, which is wild because there's a lot of people there, you know, having a good time. And then um, we got to visit, you know a few other different landmarks at Barcelona that you think of when you think of the city. So um, just being able to see those for the first time outside of the country was, was amazing. Cool stuff. All right. So UConn is now in a title defense season, right? Like they're the reigning champions, big target on their back, all that fun stuff. Right. And there's a lot of people interested in a lot of other players on the team, right? Like Donovan Kling and, you know, Alex Caravan, Cam Spencer, returning prospects. Have you, what was the, uh, kind of like the introduction to those, you know, kind of older upperclassmen on the roster. Was there a, you know, hey, let, let's come alongside. Let's kind of teach you the culture that we have here. What was it like kind of meeting those guys? Um, First of all, they were, they were real welcoming. Um, You know, we've, we've bonded since day one. They were actually my original roommates. Uh, actually, all three of them were my original roommates, which is funny to think about. Oh, perfect. That before that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just connecting with them and and just knowing that they know what it takes, you know, following last year, just learning the ropes and and, and going into practice every day, learning the system that we plan, um, you know, just being able to learn from them and, and absorb as much as I can from them, uh, their mentality, uh, physically, what it's like on the court um, is, a, is a special opportunity because not a lot of players get the opportunity to come to a program that just won the national championship. So. It's, it's a little bit of, I don't want to say pressure behind it, but it's definitely motivating um, knowing that you're playing for one of the best programs in the country. That's good. Yeah. And I think too, that I don't know what it's like for you, obviously, like, you know, coming in, this is your first season, probably watching these guys play basketball on TV and stuff like that. Was there like a, uh, oh man, like I didn't know this. Like I, I wouldn't have pictured that this person is like this or that they have these you know, types of interests or anything like that. Was there kind of like one of those moments for you with any of them? Um, 
I wouldn't say too much. I think on the visit, I got to know them pretty well. Um, obviously, I didn't know Cam at the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, getting getting to meet them all for the first time, we all kind of bonded. We, we all kind of got a good relationship with each other, the whole team. So um, I wouldn't say it was it was too much of a, a surprise getting to know them off the court. Um, I know seeing watching them play for the first time and like practice on the court, it's just like, it's like, wow, like these guys are really good. <laughs> these guys are really good. You so guys were on TV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're, they're all great guys and, and we're going to have a good year for sure. Absolutely. All right. So I got some questions now. They're going to be more kind of, you know, you centric working towards this season, right? Cause that's what everybody is kind of, kind of wondering about. So what areas of your game do you have like a concerted effort to like build upon this year? Um, my first thing for sure that I'm working on right now is my strength, um, my weight. Okay. Uh, I probably gained about 10 to 15 pounds since I've been here. Um, so just continuing to, to work on that, especially um, playing in the Big East, you know, one of the more physical yeah. conferences in the country is something that I think will help get me on the court. Um, Aside from that, on the court specifically, I would say uh, my ball handling, my finishing, I think my shooting's at a point where it's pretty consistent. Um, I think my defense is getting to a point where it's pretty consistent. Um, last year was pretty good, but obviously it's not the same high school and college. There's a bit of an adjustment, learning reads and, and, and a bunch of different things. Um, so I'll say, yeah, those are my top three. Um, just continuing to work on my ball handling um, in college because it's a little bit different from high school with, you know, the, the type of defenders you play against, um, finishing over the bigger players, and then just, uh, yeah, just trying to gain as much weight as I can comfortably. All right. That makes a lot of sense to me. So I know that I've referenced, you know, title a lot when talking about UConn, defending titles, reigning champion, things like that. Uh, obviously, that's an attraction to someone who's looking to make the jump into the NBA, but what's your mindset like, right? Like you're coming onto this team with a lot of established players. What's your mindset coming into a year trying to contribute to a team that where a, a championship is ultimately the end goal? Um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but just knowing that that they have the, the blueprint, um, the coaches and the players, they, they, they know what they're doing. They put a lot of players in the league. Um, so just trying to absorb as much as I can and learn um, from the coaches because because they did it last year and the players they they know what it's like personally being on the court so just learning their mindset um just being in the gym every single day as much as i can and, and, and improving and and uh learning the system that we plan because um you know we talk about it every day uconn has one of the most like the best and most complicated offenses in the country so just being able to learn that i feel like i can play in um almost any system yeah, I mean, that that offense was, was humming a lot. You know, it's brought a lot of attention to a lot of players and definitely something, a school that I'm very much so looking forward to to watching play, man. So uh, last big question I got for you, Jaden, and, and again, I just want to thank you for your time. Uh, the NBA is all is obviously like the, the end goal for you. Am I correct in assuming that? Yes, sir. All right, so it, that being said, you know, if um, you're pitching yourself essentially to like an NBA front office, you know, what could an NBA team expect if they're looking to invest, you know, draft capital into Jaden Ross? Well, I think they could expect, you know, almost exactly what they're looking for. And obviously I have a lot to work on still um, before I get to that point. 
but you know you have a six seven six eight possibly still growing wing um that's very versatile um can shoot off the dribble can handle the ball play and guard positions one through four sometimes five um and just plays really hard and i think um, one thing that's also important in the NBA is 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 the character and and the personality, and I, I think I have that to go with it as well. Um, I don't have a big ego. I, I think I could represent the league well, and I think that I have, you know, the I think I could bring or add to a, a team or a culture in that way outside of just being on the court. And I, I would agree. You know, based on the interviews that. I've seen you conduct, you know, talking to some people that are in your camp. You know, I, I haven't heard a single bad thing about you and watching you play on the court. You 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 you're just as great as as a person off the floor by all accounts that I know of as you are on the floor. And and I think that you speak well to that. You know, being an ambassador to the league is a big deal, right? Because there's so many people in the NBA have the talent, right? What's their work ethic like? You know, how's their character? You know, what's the the kind of the, the the background of that player. So I think all of those things are very important. And I, and I again, from everything that I can see, um, I agree with you. And I'm very much so looking forward to watching uh, how UConn progresses this year. I'm looking forward to you uh, seize those opportunities that I know that you're going to, man. So, um, Jane, I want to, again, thank you for your time. I know that you got a lot going on. So I just before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of share maybe some events. I know that UConn's got – the, the blue and white night coming up, but uh, anything else kind of down the line um, or any, do you feel like proclaiming anything about the way that you think that the season is going to go, but uh, the floor is yours to share whatever you want, man. Well, one, I appreciate the opportunity, even, even being on here and, and getting to share my story a little bit. Um, obviously we have the blue and white night coming up. So, um, you know, getting people out to that is important and, and, I know that um, we got the fan base to, to to be there for all of our games, so I'm not even worried about that. Um, but outside from that, I don't think I have too much else to share. I just want to thank you for allowing me to come on. Yeah, no problem at all, man. And I uh, appreciate you having on. Probably invite you back on to kind of see, you know, where the, the kind of then and now. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off to the side. But, Jane, again, thank you so much for your time. And for everybody watching and listening, just thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And we'll catch up with y'all next time. Much love, y'all.